this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. Happy New Year. We are so excited to be back with you. And we hope that you got to listen to our last episode where we interviewed my dear friend and just a mentor and leader in both of our lives, Miss Jamie Cross. And if you didn't hear that episode, you have to go back and listen. It's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. We were so inspired by her. And so we really wanted to just reflect on our conversation with Jamie, our takeaways, what we've kind of done in our own personal lives since she spent time with us and was just really encouraging us. And some of the things we're going to reflect on, we actually can't remember if they were things we said on the episode or we stayed on and like chatted just like sister talk after the episode was recorded. So you might get some more like behind the scenes nuggets in this episode that were not even aired on the podcast. So definitely stay with us and listen to the end. But my main takeaway um, from that time with Jamie, and really anytime I spend time with Jamie, she's such a visionary and she always brings me back to the center of, you know, what's the vision of what you want to create with your life? What do you want to create? Who do you want to be? And just making that like, so simple and practical and real. And she always, I always leave her presence feeling like I can do anything. (laughs) I can do anything that God puts in my heart to do. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that she told us was make sure that you're spending time with your spouse and really like honing your vision together. And I've noticed since you know, actually it's been this way for a while. Dave and I have always like had some overlap in our vision, but in many ways we kind of go in different directions with like the how. So, you know, since he came home from his nine to five job and he's been, we worked on the Airbnb. That was like the first thing we've actually been able to like build together, like ever in terms of like business. And it was really, really fun. Now that that's launched and it's like kind of more in maintenance mode, we've kind of drifted. He's rebuilding our barn, like the barn that is was here at our house that his dad built like back in the fifties burned down like a year and a half ago. And so he's just now getting to like rebuilding the barn and doing all that. So he's working on that. I'm, you know, doing all the other things with business and homeschooling and kids. We're both here, but we're like totally in different directions. We don't, sometimes it'll get to the like end of the day. And I'm like, I have not talked to you all day long. (laughs) So one of the things, like I said, Jamie wanted us to do is like, make sure you're really centering with your husband and like having vision and and creating space to like come together on your vision and what you're wanting to create with your life together with your family like what's 
what are you supposed to be doing? Like big picture. And then even like in this season. And so Sarah, I know that you got to have some time with Daniel and do that. And I want to hear about, you know, what your guys's conversation was like and like what that looked like for you. Cause I know you actually, you guys did that before we got to it. And I remember you telling me like, Hey, we, we did it. We carved out the time and it was so good. So when you and Daniel had like that time to come together, like, what did that look like? What kind of things did you unpack? And, you know, any other takeaways that you had from, from our talk with Jamie would be awesome too. Yeah. Well, we had already had a plan, which we always historically have done on New Year's Eve. Like at the very end of New Year's Eve, after the ball drops, we stay up till like two in the morning dreaming and talking about what we want our next year to be like. And we feel like it's always like the closure of that year and like, okay, God, here we go. Let's go into this next year with you. Like it feels like a holy thing, even though it's just him and me on the couch talking Mm -hmm. and dreaming. So we had that that. planned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love love it too. It's always very like inspirational and informative for us and like that coming together right at like midnight and (laughs) dreaming and like, here we go, God. Um, But when she was talking, well, first of all, like both of us cried multiple times throughout (laughs) the episode because I think we were just so like moved Mm-hmm. And so inspired. And like you said, that feeling of like, I can do anything. And like, mm-hmm. God has, been, God, ha- God does have things for me. And, you know, it's always beautiful to have someone come and remind you and encourage you that there is more like mm-hmm. God has things for you. He has not forgotten you there. Are, he wants to move through you and partner with you and work, you know, through you. Um, we all have this longing for impact and so we were both in tears multiple times. Um, and then she said something, and I can't remember if that was on camera or off, but she said, you know, God seems to be in this season kind of like bringing a lot of couples together into a singular vision where they have been separate. And my first thought was, well, yeah, that's not us. Like Daniel and I, we do the divide and conquer thing really well, and we've had very separate paths that like go parallel to each other Mm -hmm. because when we first got married we tried doing more things together but and it wasn't business it was ministry but those things like didn't end up working out for one reason or another and so we kind of once I found my way in business he stayed kind of on the ministry side and I was on the business side and we were kind of walking parallel journeys you know both cheering each other on (laughs) like rooting for each other, but not pursuing the same vision, mm-hmm. uh, except for like an overarching vision for our family, you know, like yeah. a general Chambers family vision. But the ways we were getting there was distinctly separate and different. And I've been okay with that. Yeah. Um. But so when she said that, I kind of was like, oh, well, that's nice that God's doing that for other couples, but that's not us. How sweet. And what's interesting is just maybe like a couple nights later, we ended up having a talk because of some things that had happened that were painful for me, like very painful. And my husband started like, he's the dreamer in our family. I'm the, I'm not. (laughs) Um, He always has these big visions of things. And it's like, sometimes very hard for me to jump on the vision train with him because I'm like, oh, where is this going? Like, oh no. Like I want, it scares me when he does it. Like if you do it, we're in business together. So I want you to have like big vision and go to take us on a journey somewhere and I'll like help implement it and make it work. Mm -hmm. But when my husband does it, 
it's like scary because I'm like, no, you're supposed to be stable, like financially, like I want stability in this relationship. I don't want you to go on the vision train and expect (laughs) me to jump on board with you because even mentally, like Mm -hmm. I've had to tell him so many times, like I cannot visionate with you on this right now. Like it takes all my emotional energy and like can completely drain me to have to go down an imaginary path with him into the future that I think is completely impossible and not even something I want to do. Wow. (laughs) It takes like, has taken so much talking and around this subject. So where I'm not just like squashing his dreams and he's not like forcing me to go somewhere I'm not ready to go. Yeah. So when we had this conversation, it was just like him in a different way offering up vision for our family that I was like, wow, I never would have thought of that. And also that sounds potentially exciting. And I think because it had been birthed out of like the pain that was happening in our lives. Yeah. And just the possibility of like redeeming that in a way that is not just, not just in our own hearts, it being redeemed, but like, oh, what could we do with that pain and have it propel us into the future into our assignments God might have for us. And so I think Um, even though you know, we're not like, oh, and this is exactly what we're going to do in 2024 or 2025. Like just dreaming together on a dream that we would both be involved in and both have ownership, like equal ownership over was really fun. And I think he's learned to like not put any expectation on me that I'm going to like jump on board of his crazy dream. (laughs) So I don't feel pressure that I have to because he's hanging everything he's got on this dream that he just suddenly came up with. And this has got to happen. You know, he's like going to be depressed or like in despair if I don't say yes. Yes, let's do this. What a great idea. Um, And I've, (laughs) as we've both grown in our communication with each other, it was so fun to like just dream. And I was able to get on the dream train and just be like, yeah, let's go. Let's dream. Like, what could this look like? Well, what about this? And like, what about that? And I think it was because I had the confidence that he wasn't going to make me commit to whatever we were talking about. Yes. (laughs) Like (laughs) that it was just dreaming. Yes. Just for dreaming. This wasn't planning. This was just dreaming. And for all you dreamers out there who are married to a planner, like, (laughs) I hope that you take (laughs) like a little like nugget from this of like releasing expectation from the planner to be in planning mode. Because as soon as my husband's in dreaming mode, I'm already thinking about how would this happen? What would be the ramifications (laughs) if it didn't? (laughs) Like, I'm like, to be a planner in dreaming mode is very freeing. And when I can do that and only that, and I haven't committed to any idea, Mm. I am so much more open to experiencing that with him. So that has happened now a couple of times where we have just continued that night has continued even today. Like before we hopped on this podcast, he was at home for like an hour and we were just dreaming and we were just like, and now it's become this place where we can just dream about this thing. And it doesn't matter if it ever comes to pass necessarily. It is us like exercising our dream muscle together. I love it. Well, I want to hear the dream. (laughs) What are the dreams? I can't share those yet. Okay. (laughs) 
after we're done recording, can you tell me just like a little hit? Like, I really want to know this, like dreaming is my favorite thing. So like I can talk about people's dreams and goals. Like I will abandon any conversation to talk about dreams. Like it doesn't matter what we're doing. There are other people. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm like, tell me yours. What's the dream? I think I know. I think I have an idea. I think you've hinted at it before, but that's so fun. That makes me so happy for you guys. And especially for Daniel, because I know what it's like to be the dreamer and to like really try to like recruit people into that space and like dream with me. And it's like sometimes you're alone (laughs) in your dreamy visionary world of like, so I bet that was, you know, like I love hearing your experience, but I bet for him it was really, really, really fun too. I love that. And so we're going to keep doing that. Like Mm -hmm. we're kind of in like a dream season. I was going to say a swirl, (laughs) like we're in like a dream (laughs) season. And I think the Uh end of the year, beginning of the year, like is a great place to have that. Like I'm not necessarily somebody that does resolutions. Right. Um, but I do usually have like a word for the year that God will give me, like what this year is supposed to be about. I don't know if I'll have one this year. I usually do. But it's just been fun to just dream with my husband and like, yeah. what could our future look like if God ever brought our gifts together? It's a fun thought. It's a really mm-hmm. fun thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be praying into that for you guys. That's really fun. So yeah, Dave and I have been like catching each other, coming and going. And just last night, this is so funny. I now that I'm doing um, you know, the Airbnb, I'll get like random things in my feed for like cool Airbnbs. And I there was one that popped up that had this really cool indoor pool. You're gonna think I'm crazy. I'm <laughs> gonna share the dream with you. I am happy to share the dream if everybody thinks like, whoa, Liz. So our thing has always like what like the dream that we both come together on and like what like fuels and energizes us. It's creating a home and a space for our kids that they like want to bring their friends into and they want to hang out and just a place where people want to gather and make memories and and have like great conversation and play games and like just do like the family stuff. That's just who, who we are. And really that when we first were together, that was the thing I think we fell in love with about each other was like, you have this like hospitality thing and I have like... But we both felt restricted in previous relationships, like in both of our former marriages to really express that because it was like, they didn't want to host. They didn't want to open up the home. Like it was draining to them. And for us, it's like, yes, like the kids can have friends over anytime. Like we never say no. If the house is crazy, like whatever, like some, I mean, I guess if it's like new people, sometimes I'm like, all right, clean the main floor, (laughs) make sure there's not like toys everywhere. Anyway, all that to say, saw this picture and it was like this crazy, beautiful, I'll text it to you, um, house that you could tell like they off the back of the house, like built, I don't even know how to describe it fully. They built up the, like the back wall taller so that there was like a row of windows at the top and then slanted the roof down. And it was this huge, like indoor pool with like windows all around it and skylights. And like this, the ceiling of the indoor pool was like cedar, which Dave makes everything out of cedar. Like he has the sawmill and all these power line poles. So literally like we could eat cedar for life. (laughs) If you could eat wood, we'd be set anyway. But it looked like something that he could create. And that of course I'm like, who doesn't want it? It sounds like so ridiculous, but 
we started dreaming about what if we could actually do this? What if like we had the resources, like his uncle has an excavating company. So we're like, he could dig the hole and you know how to do this. And you know how to do that. Like, what if we could actually for our kids and like all their friends and the teenagers at the youth group and all that, what if we literally could somehow have a, a space like this? to invite people into what would that be like so then we mm. like got out the scratch paper and the pencils and we're like drawing out you know i'm like it could go here and we could do this and he's like yeah the roof lines that that won't work it'd have to go over here so it was like the silliest but also like it may never happen like it may never happen but it, it's like you said it's not even about if it happens which I think it can. And I would really love it too. And I, <laughs> I told Charlotte last night, cause I was up like working on another project. She's like, mommy, why are you working so much? And I'm like, so that when I sell these things, we can have a pool. <laughs> so now the kids have buy-in too. work, mommy, work by the pool. <laughs> so anyway, it's like a silly thing, but also like it's just who we are. Like we want to create spaces that people want to come back to and they put their phones down and turn the TV TVs off and just make memories together. And it was not just a pool. You have to see the room. Like it had like this big, huge, long table, like lots of people could sit. I think there was a fireplace possibly. If not, there will be, there was a hot tub too. Like it was just this, like see the picture right now so I could look at it. Okay. Okay. Wait, is this pool in your house or like an addition? It would be an addition for sure. An addition. Okay. I'm like picturing um, a pool in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I will send it to you right now. You're going to love it. So yeah, we started doing that, started sketching all the things. And then of course that led to other, you know, like, well, if we had that, then we could do this. And eventually when all these like building projects are done, we could then start thinking like about landscaping and I'm like, oh my gosh you don't have to go to work. You can be like my groundskeeper. And we just laughed and laughed about the idea that Dave will like, I will have this like estate with an indoor pool and Dave will be like, <laughs> not the water. Okay, these, pictures, these pictures are amazing. Yeah. Don't you want one? Oh, absolutely. It looks like a hotel. Yeah. These pictures are preceded by the picture you sent me earlier today with Dave <laughs> on the roof of the barn building it, which is great. So <laughs> So you can see how he could accomplish this as he uh -huh. is currently up in the air on a very high peak nailing boards. Uh-huh. So anyway. I love that. Like, I think just dreaming about like, what would it look like in this next year to partner with God? And like, what would be our next step to get there? Mm -hmm. Like when Daniel and I were dreaming, and like I said, it, the, the dream we have right now might not be the dream that is the dream we're supposed to have. <laughs> like it might just be a step to the dream. The dreaming is a step to the actual <laughs> dream that we're supposed to have. But when we thought about like, what would it actually take to get this? There were some steps involved and like, there were some yeah. things he could start. It was specifically on him that he could start pursuing right now that he hasn't been, that he's been delaying on. And one of the things that he could actually make a move on right now, like take a step in was getting ordained. So he's a pastor Mm -hmm. And he's not currently ordained with the Wesleyan Church, even though the Wesleyan Church is who our church is in a network of churches under. Okay. And that just takes, it's just tedious. It's like, you got to figure out what classes you still, do you need to get any more classes? You have to get a board to approve. Like, it's just all these steps that he's yeah. putting off because it's yeah. tedious. And it's like, it's not actually hard, but he's just not been doing it. Right. 
<laughs> so it's like, oh, here's action you can actually take right now to start getting there. And even when you and I met, when did we meet? Like, I came to your or to your Airbnb last month. Mm-hmm. I wrote a to do list for myself of things that I can do to move the needle forward that are just things I haven't done yet, yeah. <laughs> like things I need to do and haven't done yet. Because sometimes I get overwhelmed with how much there is to do and how it feels like I don't know how to make it happen. And when I actually sit down to think about it, there are things I have control over. There are little action steps I can take. I like that we can take some ownership and responsibility over a dream that might not ever come to pass. But like, what if it did? But what if it did? What if this is like what God has for us? Let's at least start moving on it. Because like we always say, and what our mentor used to love to say to us, it's easier to move a car in neutral than a car in park. Mm -hmm. And that is always in my mind that it's easier for God to redirect us into something else when we're already moving than to get us into the momentum of deciding to move in the first place. Yes. So why not just start moving toward a goal? And we're always open-handed that God can redirect us into something else. Totally. Totally. I love that. And it, it, yeah, it might not be the thing, but it's almost like, you know, how an object in motion stays in motion, Mm -hmm. an object at rest stays at rest. When you start like moving those dreaming muscles, proverbial muscles, and allowing yourself to just be in that space of vision and being willing to like take an idea and like let it kind of grow in your mind and like what would it look like and then even like you said not getting to a point of like okay what's the plan and like I need a blueprint but like what could be the next step to like make this a possibility we did that exact same thing I'm like okay so if we were to do this how much would it cost like even if you if let's say you did a lot of the work you know brought some kids in brought like whatever still like, what would the cost be? And he like, I threw out a number. He was like, double that. I'm like, okay, that's a big number. Okay. Well now we know. So I have more like than Dave, like the economic drive in me to like, we've learned that over time. Like I used to really, and I think this is like a whole other podcast episode, but about like men being the provider and having the economic drive and like the woman just like coming under that and him like being the earner, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Not that he doesn't like to earn and not that he isn't, you know, doesn't have that like desire to provide, but he doesn't have that like, and Jamie talks about this a lot too, that she and Nathan are wired very sim- similarly. He has more of like a ministerial call in his life. Like he loves to teach and nurture and and she has, she's more the economic driver. Like she feels more compelled and more wired to like create the resources and the the finances to support the thing that he feels called to do, which is more ministry based. So Dave, it's um it's not that he doesn't have a desire to make income, but it doesn't drive him. Like mm-hmm. if it happens, it's like great. But a lot of the things he loves to do, he's like, I would be just like I'd I'd do it for free. Like I don't really care. And I'm like, no, like I want to create the the resources and that excites me and drives me. So anyway, it's like, you tell me what we need. And I love the challenge and the idea of like, okay, now I have a number. I can break that down and think like, what are different ways that we could actually get to that? Like, what could we build? How could we partner with God to open up the possibility that that could actually happen? Because now it's like, what's the next thing? So anyway, we could talk about this for hours and hours, or I could. (laughs) Hopefully you're encouraged to just 
have a little time with your spouse if if you have a spouse um or just you and the lord if you don't to let yourself just dream and it could be something super serious like you're calling like what's the impact you want to make like i want to give x amount of dollars to this cause or i want to help this many people do this or it could be something like for your family like ours is more of like a family fun dream thing mm-hmm. it could be like man, what are we going to do when our kids are gone? Like, what's the vision of who we're going to be in the next decade? And what are we going to do when we're on the other side of like raising kids? Like whatever it is, permission granted to dream with God and just have fun with it. And don't feel Mm -hmm. like every idea that comes that excites you has to be made into a plan, but don't be afraid to do that either if you feel Mm -hmm. inspired to do it. So. All right. We love you guys and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Happy 2024. (laughs) To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.